Welcome to Muse Views, the podcast for the Muse community about the Muse community. Muse is a nonprofit education networking group for users of the Meditech electronic health record system. Here on our podcast, we chat with healthcare IT folks about ideas, opportunities, strategies, and solutions to improve work life experiences and share views you can use. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, TJ Temple. Thank you for joining us today. Today on the podcast, I'm happy to welcome another Muse board member. Sam Fielding is the Chief Information Officer at South Lake Regional Health Center in Newmarket, Ontario, Canada. During the past several years, Sam has been involved in Muse in a variety of capacities and is currently serving as a director at large on the Muse board. As a collaboration-oriented professional, Sam brings expertise in project management, leadership, digital health, and a career in complex healthcare environments. I'm excited for him to share some of the great things he and his team are doing with you all today. Sam, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me here today, TJ. Absolutely. Tell us more about your facility and the IT team there. So our facility here in Newmarket is a regional center. So we apply a range of acute care services, but we are also a regional cardiac center and a regional cancer center. And we have a large catchment area in a local facility. We have 426 acute care beds, but in addition to that, what we also have is we have a number of other restorative care beds, people waiting for nursing homes, in addition to that larger number, which pushes us closer to the 500 mark when you add everything together. Our IT department here at the hospital is quite broad. We actually provide IT services for us and also a partner, smaller hospital, which is Stevenson Memorial Hospital. As part of our group, we have your more traditional IT functions, but we also have clinical informatics. But also as part of this function, we also have telecommunications switchboard. And then within my larger portfolio, it also includes patient registration, patient scheduling, and health information services. Wow. Sounds like you've got a broad area of responsibility there. Sounds great. So tell us a little bit about your EHR environment. Obviously, you're a Meditech facility since you're a Muse member and Muse board member. So tell us about your EHR environment a little bit. We are Expanse uh, 2.1. So we went live a couple of years ago now, just before COVID hit in 2018. And when we went live, we went live as part of a three organization instance. So we have a common shared Meditech instance between three separate organizations and we come together under what is known as the SHINE umbrella. So as part of this, we collaborate on a number of our initiatives. We always do our upgrades together, but we still face the whole environment where each organization has its own priorities and there's give and take, I think, when we work together. So while we are Expanse, we have most of the features that are included in the platform, but the one thing that we have not yet completed is CPOE. So that's our next big initiative to come, but we are on WebAcute, WebED, and a number of the other services that come with it. Great. Do you have any clinics and what system are they running? So a lot of our clinics within our environment, we are just starting the implementation of web ambulatory now. It was one of those functionality at the time we went live. It was just that one step too far because we originally came over from a former McKesson system. So we already had a lot of transition to do as part of that move over from the older system. A lot of our ambulatory care, some cases we kind of made web acute work, but in other cases, we still got some paper around in our ambulatory care settings. So looking forward to helping a lot of those clinics transition, you know, to become fully automated. 
So I know you all have a lot of projects going on. And one thing that we visited about prior to the podcast was what you're doing with referrals. And referral management is a tough topic, at least for many hospitals here in the States, just because it's largely a paper process and each facility and provider office may have a different process for that. So tell us what initiative you're working on there and how you're going to improve the referral process. So when it comes to referrals, there's been a big push here in Ontario to increase the amount of referrals to become electronic. And when I talk about electronic, I'm not talking about taking, you know, a piece of paper and digitizing it into a digital fax. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about kind of the integration and streamlining of the requests that come in with discrete data values. So within our larger ecosystem, the Ontario government has gone ahead with the Ocean Referral Network, which is a common referral network that they're using as a common engine. They've also been in the process of integrating a lot of the EMRs into the referral engine so they can send discrete values. And on the other side, we've recently purchased a new module from Meditech. It's kind of called Ocean Integration. Mm -hmm. But we're right now in the process of working with Meditech and a few of our other hospitals where we'll be able to actually take information and we'll be able to flow it from the referral network into Meditech. There'll be a couple of phases associated with it. But at the end of the day, we want to take a referral from the physician community in through our referral network and bring it directly into Meditech so that you can kind of accept it and goes directly into CWS, the community-wide scheduling. At the same time, we are then looking forward to being able to launch referrals directly from Meditech, directly through, you know, the referral interface, for lack of a better description, and then send it out to community partners, particularly for someone gets discharged from somewhere like Emerge. And on discharge, maybe they don't have a family doctor and they need to get referred for another services. We'd be able to refer directly from Meditech when they leave. So as part of the flow of information, we can actually track if referrals have been submitted. And then on a larger scheme, we want to get to the point where patients are notified about the referrals, they can actually see the status of their referrals, and you can basically have line of sight to all the referrals in the system. This is part of a much larger project, but we're really excited to be making some headway on cardiac, surgical areas, and then also the next one to come along, we have our sites kind of on the diagnostic imaging side. Because between internal and external referrals, we do over 200,000 a year diagnostic imaging. So there's, you know, and that's still a heavily paper-based process. So obviously there's a lot of room for improvement there. Wow. That's really neat to hear that you guys are working through the province there and trying to coordinate that care across. I wish we had some of that cooperation on the state side. Sounds like that'll make a really nice Muse presentation if you guys get all that working and all that integration done. Now that COVID is, I'm not going to say COVID is gone or COVID is decreasing because we don't know, but I think we've just gotten used to it and kind of normalized how we react to it and those sort of things. So what is your organization doing as it comes to COVID as far as your team? Are you still staying remote or are you allowing flexible work situations? And just tell me what's changing with your organization. With our organization as a healthcare entity, we still, you know, live with COVID. It's all around us. Internally within our organization, um, we still have, you know, some masking requirements within the facility, although even though it's relaxed outside of the facility, but at any given time, we usually have COVID patients on our units. So it is definitely in the building, but we have a paramount importance to keep our staff safe. When it comes to kind of the environment that we operate in, I think COVID and the pandemic has taught us a lot of things. One of the things, just like everywhere else, is the whole work from home approach. 
What we have found, though, is we've published guidelines around the ability to work remotely for roles that can do it, but it is subject to operational needs. So we've tried very hard to create a balance. We have asked internally that we always keep a certain percentage of our IT staff on site. Part of the reason for this is that we are a hospital. In the event that something happens, right. you know, an evacuation is needed, you have a flood in the situation. And, you know, during COVID, we had a flood in part of a building. I think we had a, you know, smoke come into part of our building. At one point, I think we had a tornado warning that comes through. Mm-hmm. And basically, we are still critical infrastructure with 24-7. So if the organization needs core infrastructure help, or IT help, and no one's in the building, that is a bit of a problem in a healthcare setting. So we always try and keep a certain percentage of our team on site, but we try and be fair. So you have a team, you might rotate, one is always on site. I've also had to implement some processes, like within the IT department, I have two managers. Since pretty much the start of COVID, I have one on site and one off site at any given time, because I think there was some lessons learned earlier in COVID where there were departments that you know sat down, had lunch together, and then everyone got sick. Well, the management team and departments. So <laughs> it's a practice we've got, you know, into the where basically if someone ever came in, they had COVID, you know, they weren't following protocols. There's an ongoing risk balance because I can't afford to lose my full team. So even by balancing this kind of remote work, part of it is also a risk mitigation strategy. It ensures that my entire team is never all in the same place at any given time so that I don't lose an entire department because they all get COVID at the same time. That's a really smart approach. It's interesting you call it risk mitigation because I wouldn't think about that when you're uh, looking at staffing, but that's really a smart way to approach the situation. Yeah. And I think on that, it's one of the stories that caught me really early on from the early days of COVID was that when there was one hospital and their HR department, they all went and had lunch together. And one person had COVID and took their entire HR department out. Oh my goodness. Um, and it's always been in the back of my mind of as critical infrastructure, IT being a foundation to making sure the hospital interrupts, we can't afford to lose an entire department. So call it an early lessons learned that has always stuck with me. By the way, that was not our hospital, it was another hospital. <laughs> but as you hear these things, these things stick in your mind. Sure. Yeah. And that's a smart hybrid approach to making sure you have folks on site there. I mean, we've always said that the main reason an IT department exists inside a hospital is for customer service because, you know, it's easy to outsource IT sometimes, but having that at the elbow customer service really makes it valuable to have your own internal department. And you're doing that making sure that you have someone there no matter what. So that's a great approach. Talk to us about Canada in general. I haven't kept up with it. Can you freely travel inside the country now, or do you have to get tested coming and going, or what does that look like? Yeah, so you can certainly do a lot of travel inside the country. There's no problems. You can go to the grocery store without masks, all of that kind of stuff. When it comes to border guidelines, um, our federal government still has its kind of app to arrive when you come in, but there also seems to be some discrepancies about whether you cross or how you cross and that kind of thing. I think you just have to follow the rules of the day. And you just have to understand the rules could change. I think in general, there's a commitment to keep the economy open. I think, you know, it was very hard on everyone the first time. So there is different push to keep it open. But if you are going to travel, I know a lot of people that have gone traveling in the last couple of months and they've come back with COVID. Mm. So 
you got to plan for it. And right. gone are the days when you might travel, come back with COVID and expect to be off, you know, on work time. Um, if you're sick, you're sick. But at the end of the day, you've got to be prudent, right? And you've got to be smart. And just like anywhere else, if you're going into a high risk situation, you got to look after yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Sam, let's shift gears a little bit and talk about your role on the Muse board. I recently saw an email go out for a call for directors. I believe there's two positions that need to be filled. So talk to us a little bit about, you know, your role. And if someone's out there considering possibly applying for one of those vacant positions, what advice would you give and what guidance would you give to that person considering that? And the Muse organization is a great organization in that it brings together essentially uh, a lot of like-minded organizations. And also the organization as a whole also helps bridge the gap in some cases with our vendor communities and having them become kind of partners in how you work with Meditech. And I think as an organization, there's a really committed group, part of this organization to advancing the collaboration across organizations, really making sure some of those lessons learned get out there. And, you know, I think there's a great opportunity if you were to be interested in applying for a director position, Come involved, leverage your skills. We have a lot of really great leaders across Canada and the U.S., right? And some people are looking for that next little challenge. And put yourself to work in a volunteer kind of organizational capacity and effectively leverage your skills to help advance the clinical informatics and essentially the larger Meditech ecosystem. Because I think you really learn a lot from being part of Muse, not only as a director, all the nuances of board governance, how organizations run, particularly with organizations that are heavily based on a volunteer presence. But at the same time, you really get to stay well engaged with the vendors. You have a pulse of what's going on. And you're really in a good position to learn the information you need for your own organization and really share some of those best practices. Because ultimately, it's learning what's going on and everyone faces challenges all the time. And, you know, I think there is a really great like-minded people who are here to truly make a difference because we all work in healthcare. You have a choice whether you work in healthcare. Healthcare is a very demanding environment. Mm -hmm. And I think we choose to stay in healthcare because I think for the most part, you know, we really enjoy the complexity and the challenges that come with the job. And I think the Muse organization is a good example of that, of how you can bridge together hospitals, whether it be the uh, north of the border or south of the border. (laughs) You know, we've all got same challenges. Admittedly, you know, when you start talking about revenue cycles, you know what, (laughs) there are some discrepancies there between the organizations, (laughs) but there is a lot more common overlap between our hospitals. We all face challenges with CPOE and upgrades and how to use certain functionality and how do you tie all the pieces together? And there's so much to learn. And I think Don't underestimate as a leader in your organization and whether the leader is in the informatics level, whether a leader is at management level, or whether a leader is at CIO or executive level. Don't underestimate the value that you can bring to the organization and you as well can learn and give back to an industry that I would like to believe has been very rewarding to you over your career so far. Yeah, very well said, Sam, that different levels of folks can apply to be a director is a great point. When I was on the board, 
We had anything from clinical analysts all the way up to CIOs, and everyone had their own unique opinion and gave great feedback. I think everyone gained something from the opportunity to serve the Muse board. So very well said. Yeah, and I would agree with you. I said, if you're an individual that's keen and passionate and has great ideas, you do not have to be a CIO. You do not have to be doing it. You could be someone looking for the next step. You could be, you know, happy in your role, but you know you have a lot more to give. Apply. We don't want the same cookie cutter people on a board. Part of the value is the diversity of the opinions that we bring to the table because everyone brings a unique set of skills. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sam, I understand there's a community peer group coming up in your area. Tell us a little bit about that and tell us when it is and what people can expect there. We have a Ontario community peer group session. It's taking place on the afternoon of October 5th and the 6th. And we're really excited. It's the first time in three plus years that we've had a great in-person session. We're having it at a brand new facility. I think we are the first large conference to go in there or a large event, I should say, um, because we're not a conference per se. We're a community peer group. But we have a jam-packed agenda at some point. We're running three sessions simultaneously. We have that much rich content that's coming, and it really is from all of our colleagues around Ontario. And hopefully you'll be able to see some of these great presentations presented to the larger Muse community following this event. Yeah, absolutely. I was actually able to attend a community peer group in Toronto years ago. And even though I'm from the States and it was heavily Canada-based, I've still got a lot out of it and learned a lot and got to travel and it was really worth the trip. So I hope that works out to be a great event for you all. I think it will. And we've got great topics lined up, everything from using integration with lab automation to web ambulatory, uh, CPOE lessons learned. We've got best practice of creating a shared services organization. We have technical presentations, VDI infrastructure, scripting, lessons learned on the technical implementation of handheld devices to kind of early warning scores. Like we've got a huge gamut doing it. And then we're really fortunate to have Meditech coming on site as well, as well as the sponsors that will be doing the event. We have a couple of key product demonstrations going on, and we're also going to get fully briefed on the Canadian roadmap because a lot of our functionality is different, but we do have different unique needs. Meditech does have a roadmap with Canadian nuances in it because we have a good footprint in Canada. Meditech is coast to coast to coast. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is it currently exists on the east coast of Canada. It goes right out to British Columbia, and then it goes up into the north in Nunavut and Yukon. So Meditech is coast to coast to coast in Canada. We'll put a link in the show notes to that event if anybody has any interest in it and can maybe come see you in person. We are looking forward to having it, and I know everyone's super excited to be attending it. Yeah, in person. That's great. Well, Sam, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate all the insights you've given us and hopefully you've encouraged some folks to apply for the Muse board and be a director at large there. And I want to thank you for your service on the Muse board as well. I've enjoyed working with you when I was on there and I'm sure you all continue to do great things. And I appreciate your time and volunteering to make the Muse community better. Thank you so much, TJ. All right. Thanks, Sam. Appreciate the time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Muse Views. Don't forget to rate and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcast fix. And visit museweb.org to join the podcast forum and for information about Muse.